just decided to enter the minds of two dudes who love the outdoors and live an active lifestyle. Join us as we share anything from hiking and hunting to strength training and general fitness and all the in-between. Laugh, learn, help. Live a little through us. Welcome to the Active Man Podcast. had a bit of trouble with our microphone, but we are back. We are back in action in the most luxurious podcast studio of all here at Bloom Health and Fitness. Bloom Health and Fitness. Where fitness happens and... Fitness happens. Yeah. Active stuff happens. Active things. Active things. Well, we come to you on a scorching Saturday evening. And this episode, we are going to start off with some Q&A, some questions that we've acquired over the interweb. And the nice thing about this is that you, well, really the nice thing about our podcast is that you don't have to listen to any of them in order because it's just us talking in non-chronological order. And so if this is, is it chronological, that's the right word? Sure. All right. Well, if you're a first-time listener, then... Honestly, I, I, I don't even recommend that you go back and listen to any of them, <laughs> other than the interview with PJ Sweeta, which congratulations to PJ on his latest win in oh, Aruba. Yeah. We, you know, we should talk about that real quick a little bit. The man is never welcome in Aruba again because he has taken down their prince for the international belt. Of Muay Thai fighting. Muay Thai. He broke the dude's arm. Yeah. That's the word on the street. In the fifth round, the final round, correct? Yeah, correct, I believe. I, I'm i pretty sure from reading <clears throat> from reading uh, what he and Rami, who's his uh, his coach in Philly, had talked about, it, it somewhat emulated the same, you know, Rocky style where, uh, what was the old gentleman's name in Rocky? I can't remember. That's terrible. Um, Mickey. Mickey. When yeah. Mickey, you know, right before the end of the round, Rocky's beat up and he's like, Rock, finish him! <laughs> and then PJ went and broke the dude's arm. Like, especially, um, he did it with a kick. Sure Like, did. he kicked him in the arm and broke his arm. That gives you an idea of how hard these fighters kick. I mean... Pretty freaking hard. I was a pretty good uh, kickball player back in the day. One of the biggest compliments you could get on the kickball field is when the pitcher looks back to the outfielders and tells them to back up a little bit. Huge compliment. Huge. But anyway, Huge. I bet PJ would be a savage kickball player. I would agree. I mean, he probably would be All-State. At if, least. If, if not All-American. At least. The man can kick. Yeah, I, that's safe to say. So before we go off on some sort of bunny trail or rabbit hole or whatever, we should probably just start the segment. Let's just start the segment. All right. So we gathered some questions from uh, some of our listeners, and basically they uh, gave us a list of questions, and we're going to address them. And they have to do with active lifestyle, working out, how do we stay active, what are some... Uh, mental approaches or, or different types of things that you can do to stay active. Indeed. And uh, I think I'm just going to jump right into this. Let's do it. Question All number right. one. Question number one. Do you have who it's from? Uh, I do have it's, who it's from. This is from one of my co-worker's sisters. She asks, is twerking a good workout? Of course that would be the first the first question. Yes, yeah, first on my list. Is it a good workout? Well, you burn calories. I mean, it's it's probably similar to some of the other forms of dancing that you're burning calories. I can't spur, I can't personally speak to this. I would say I mean, it's a workout. Is it a good workout? Maybe not. I'm I'm going to have to go thumbs down. 
Yeah, I thumbs down. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thumbs down. I'm thumbs that guy down. in Gladiator who decides uh, if the person dies or not. Yeah, although very inspirational, exciting, gyrating. Gyrating is a good word, and but I think that again, it's it's a workout. Is it a good workout? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs Agreed. down. Thumbs uh, down to twerking. Twerking, uh, in the in a workout sense, thumbs down. In a workout sense, absolutely not good. Just do something a little more normal. <laughs> Get some more things involved. Yeah. Instead of just your your kabuzi. Yes. Well put. <laughs> Next question. Number two. Coming from Galen Pelletieri, my youngest brother, aka the man known as Catfish. Catfish. Uh, What's the best pre-workout? I know that you and me kind of have a difference of opinion on this one. I know you like coffee a lot, and I do too. But from an absolute pre-workout standpoint, as in likely the bad shit you put in your body before you go lift, like what's the stuff that jacks you up the most? Well, I was just going to say, does he mean the best for you or the best acting I think from Galen's perspective, it's like, Probably what is going to make my face tingle? What is going to make me want to like scream like an absolute animal and just put up as much weight as possible? Catfish, I don't have an answer for you with that because I am not a pre-workout guy. Um, if, if I were to try something, I would use something that's clean energy, not a whole lot of chemicals and things like that. But I don't believe that that's what you're searching for. No, I don't think that is either. Um, <laughs> I know my favorite is Lit. Literally, L I T. Who makes it? Is lit, is <laughs> You're lit gonna be really company. disappointed. I don't even know who makes it. Oh dear. <laughs> I just like it. Yeah. That um, stuff scares me. It scares me too until I take it, <laughs> and then it, it honestly it doesn't like make your face feel tingly or anything like that. But I will say, if you are caffeine sensitive, do not take it. Yeah. Don't. And don't. Don't do it. If if you are going to take pre-workout, don't drink coffee like an hour before yeah. or very good in point. the morning. Like that much stimulant in a short amount of time can it's definitely uh, not good for you. No. Uh, especially if you like have like hypertension or like you have some like pre-existing conditions uh, that you know. If you're basically, if you're sensitive to caffeine and other stimulants, you probably shouldn't be taking pre-workout at all. No. But if you're not, and you're like Galen, which, you know, many of the people who, who work out take pre-workout. I understand that. Uh, so from my perspective, I like Lit. It, it, it does the right thing for me. Um, it doesn't get me, like, too jittery or anything like that. kind of just gets me in the zone and, and gives me a good pump. It's a vasodilator. You know, gives me a good pump. Sure. I like it. Sure. Personal preference, but I think it's good. Co- coffee does the trick for me. And, and I like coffee. And like, if, again, if you don't have a pre-existing condition and you're not like super sensitive to caffeine type stuff, for the most part, to my understanding, a small amount of caffeine is actually good for you. That, I mean, it's one of those things where... Each you know month, there's new research or whatever that says one way or the other. So you, you can know, basically tell me good or bad full of shit. No, nah, I mean as far to. as good or bad, but um, you know it, a, a little bit of caffeine is kind of like a performance enhancer. You know it does help. It does stimulate your nervous system. So obviously, you know that's going to improve whatever your output is. Uh, it's also been known to help with endurance, actually. Um, but, you know, I, I think with the pre-workout stuff, I don't think it's necessarily just the caffeine that's the issue. I think it's all the other, all the other stuff that's mixed in with the caffeine that, that really causes the problems. Yeah. Or, or just being way too over-caffeinated if you're, like I said, combining energy drinks and, you know, this or coffee and a pre-workout. That's a lot of, a lot of high, high-octane stimulants in one shot, which yeah. your heart probably doesn't like you for probably doesn't like too much um yeah i know that lit has like per serving has like the equivalent of like i i think it's like three cups of coffee Hmm. and and how much is one serving like how many liquid ounces do you mix it into i mix it into like 12 12 fluid ounces okay one scoop 
12 fluid ounces. Alright, so three cups of coffee and 12 ounces. I mean, it... It's a lot. It is. And you, you probably don't sip on it. You probably, like... I smash it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, that's a lot. I in smash a short it. short period of time. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna... Sorry, yeah. catfish. I can't help you there, you know? Yeah. Sorry, Gail. But, I mean... I like lit, so moving on. <laughs> Next question, number three. What's the best workout for a regular human being? For a regular human being. Just a regular average person. We might have touched on this in a previous podcast, but uh, as long as you don't have any like serious like you know, as long as you're not limited in the physical sense, mm-hmm. my personal opinion is deadlifts. If you can do it with co- the correct form, an appropriate amount of weight for what you know what you're capable of doing, I think in terms of like is it just totality, one, just one exercise, just one like, exercise. Like if, oh, okay. if you know somebody held a gun to your head and was like, one workout for the rest of your life, you cannot do anything else in terms of free weights. One exercise. One. One exercise. One. Well. Jesus, I would I would pick one of them combo jobbies where you're doing like a deadlift, a curl, press, all in one all in one shot. Okay, I'll take that. Like a, a deadlift into a clean into a press. Yeah, or like a curl, deadlift, curl, press, or clean press. You know, any of those where you're picking it up off the ground, getting it overhead. Like you're picking up your cans of corn and putting them on the top shelf of the grocery store. Or you're like baling hay. Well, that too. It applies in many aspects of life. Yeah, because like, if you, if and that's kind of like what my point is. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you, you pick things up almost every day. I mean, I like to hope you do. Yeah, like today I was picking my children up in the pool and throwing them over my head. How Ca- high? Catching them afterwards. Okay, that's good. Well, only like a foot or two. No, that's weak. I just threw you, a bullpen this morning. Did you? I did. Otherwise it would have been ten feet high. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Next question. Are tank tops in the gym excessive? Is that excessive? <laughs> did this Jer- comes did from Jared me. Klein ask this? No, Jared Klein did not ask this. Uh, one of your other uh, students of uh, activeness did. Uh, the gentleman that lifts with uh, Kong, a.k.a. Well, Jake oh, Klinger, Eric. a.k.a. Kong. Eric. Mr. Zaleski. Yes, Eric Zaleski. Oh, man. Are tank tops... Excessive. Excessive for the gym. I would say no. I'm going to say no on this one. I mean, you know, you have your preference. I don't like to work out in sleeveless gear. Yeah, I don't really either. That's that's not me, but I I don't have a problem with anybody that does. Yeah, I'm going to go with no, they're not excessive. Why? I'll give you my reason after you give me yours. Why don't you like to wear sleeveless gear? Honestly, I don't like to wear sleeveless gear because it comes from a lot of, like... You know, like, being a baseball player, I never wore sleeveless shit. I just never did. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, like, we got a bunch of gear for when I played in college, and, like, it was all t-shirts. Yeah. And I, I and a lot of times when I was, when I was in college and I was lifting, um, I would see people, I see a lot of the people who wore a lot of, you know, wore tank tops, mm-hmm. and... I don't know. It wasn't that I didn't get a good vibe from them. I just didn't think it wasn't my. It just wasn't my style. Not your style. And nothing on you if you wear a tank top to the gym. I, right. I literally couldn't care less. But yeah. just not my style. So, my reason is because I sweat like a polar bear stuck in the desert. Mm. That's what I rub my sweat on. Yeah. All the time. I need my sleeves. That's my sweat catching. Yeah. Also, because exactly. I'm bald. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have. I don't have a mop up top to, to help hold in some of that water. So it just starts running down, you know, the windshield like crazy. And I need, I need the wipers on the sides. Yeah, when you do like the off. little, you know, when a pitcher's getting shelled in the yeah. middle of the game and he like, yeah, I know that feeling. You know, wipes, yeah. his, wipes his head off. Of his exactly. Sleeves. Yeah. So all in all, tank tops, not bad. If it's your thing, do it up. If it's not, so what? And a lot of, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people like, you know, like, talk about uh, people who wear tank tops. They have to be a certain physique. No. I literally could not care less. Comfort. I mean, it's, it's your comfort. personal comfort. Who cares? Yeah. So, 
No, Next. they're not excessive. Next. Next one. This was definitely from one of my brothers. I'm not really sure. How many days of buys and tries before I turn into Polly D? <laughs> like how, I think what he's asking is, how many, how, how many days is it acceptable in a row for me to do biceps and triceps? And I, I, I have a special opinion on this one. I, maybe you provide your input first. How many days in a row is it acceptable to do biceps and triceps? What do you think? That, okay. Well, uh, it depends. Um, I'm not a huge fan of doing uh, consecutive days of the same you know, muscle groups, but that depends also on the wear and tear that you do in your workout. Intensity, volume, all those things go into play. So it's kind of like, I mean, if you're comparing it to some, something else that might help you make sense of it, you know, as a, as a pitcher, if I'm going to pitch and I throw a complete game, nine innings, you know, 120 pitches, then no, I shouldn't be throwing the next day. If I only come in for an inning and throw 30 pitches, which is much less wear and tear, uh, you know, then I can throw a little bit tomorrow, but I'm not going to throw a full game tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. I can throw a couple innings, less wear and tear, but then the following day, probably not. So it just, it, it depends. It depends how much you do. You can do a little bit each day. I wouldn't recommend doing consecutive days of gun show. True. Um, but if you absolutely have to, a very small amount each day, you know, over time versus just absolutely crushing, crushing them for two hours, do not touch anything that's, that you are going to use bicep or tricep the next day after that's the case great point great point and uh i yeah so here's my thing are you going to the beach in two weeks <laughs> if it... so maybe for two weeks you don't like you said don't do two hours straight of buys and tries pick one exercise for each at the end of your workout three sets three sets three sets i think that's good i think that's good but i will say uh there is a Pretty popular video of this massive dude, C.T. Fletcher. I know oh, you know who he oh, is. Yeah. I like C.T. He goes on this rant and says, I did arms every effing day. Every day. <laughs> like, every day. And again, didn't really get into the deets about, yeah. you know, what kind of arm workouts he did every day. Because he's like... Massively jacked at all, all proportions, all, yeah. all parts of his body. And so I, I have a feeling he probably didn't crush, you know, like preacher curls every day for three hours. I mean, probably even, not. even if he did, you know, you and I both know there's certain people that can do certain things that not everybody can do. Yeah, there are definitely Look exceptions to the rule. Ultra marathon runners who yes. run marathon, Cam Haynes runs marathons every day. If I tried to run a marathon every day, even when I was training for a marathon, there's no way. My body would break down so fast. And a lot of things go into that, like your form, your gait, you know, when you're running. If you run with perfect form, it's much less damage on your body. Not everybody can do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. So there, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. But all in all, I think some people aren't cut out for that type of uh, abuse day to day either. Agreed. And I, I, I feel like that it also depends. comes into uh, like the genetics yeah. point of view. You yeah. Because like there are freaks right. who can just do whatever they want. And you, you can certainly improve you know, towards that, but whether you'd be able to do it or not, you just don't. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Next. Next question. How do I form good gym habits versus limiting the bad gym habits. How do I form good gym habits versus limiting the bad gym so habits? So this is like kind a, of like a very generalized question. Yeah, what, what is it in regards to, like as far as like your lifting form? Or? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe go off on that and I'll, I'll do the, the mentality side. Because I think that there's like the physical side. Well, if, if we're speaking on form, get somebody to show you how to do it correctly and then have somebody there with you 
like making sure your form is spot on and then it's just repetition doing the right thing over and over and over and over and over again ironing ironing in you know your pattern of movement whatever lift it is until your body is capable of of doing it that way limiting the bad stuff would be you know trying to do it on your own you know not watching yourself in the mirror critiquing your own form or having somebody watch you um there's a lot of stuff that goes into play there as far as like if you have somebody with you that can give you certain coaching cues that would put you in the, the right or appropriate positions uh, or could help you a little bit better versus you just trying to figure it out on your own as well. Not saying that people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think the, the best and easiest way would have somebody, you know, whether it's a partner, a coach, uh, somebody that definitely knows what they're doing with you to make sure to avoid getting you into bad habits by doing the wrong things initially off the bat. And then, like I said, just reinforcing good patterns, you know, good movement, and doing it the right way. Yeah, and, you know, for you, you, you are a, a licensed trainer. Therapist. I'm a licensed therapist for your brain. For your brain? No, I'm just kidding. Wow, I was going to say. No, yeah, as a, as a trainer, I mean, that's, you know, that's... that's so you take it from the legitimate form perspective yes and for me i cannot i'm not qualified to give you any recommendations on that but from an approach standpoint i would recommend don't get into long conversations in between sets i think that's a bad gym habit (laughs) um what else do i think is a bad gym habit are we are we just laying out a bunch of bad gym habits and then saying yeah, so like, you you know you're you're qualified to talk about it from a form and a physical perspective, and I think that I can lend a little, uh, uh, you know, lend a little credence to, you know, maybe the stuff that you shouldn't do in the gym from an approach perspective, mm-hmm. like don't wear moccasins in the gym. You know, wear appropriate footwear. Yes. Maybe that's not really a habit, but. Uh, who knows? It's it just could, etiquette, you know. It, it's kind of an etiquette. etiquette type thing. Yeah. But in, in terms of, of, you know, really having good habits, I, I, I would say uh, look forward. You have to actually want to go to the gym and, and look forward to it as opposed to looking at it as a chore. Right. And you need to find, I mean, everybody says, you know, what is your why? You, need, you definitely need to have a reason or something that you can look back at that's going to motivate you. Not on the days that you feel good about going. It's like the days that oh, yeah. that's the last thing you want to do is get your butt to the gym. And then you think back, okay, uh, what's that? Oh, yeah. My son, my son, I want to be able to play baseball with him, blah, 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 whatever. Or play with my kids. Or, you know, I have a hike out west or a hunt out west coming up that I need to be in shape for. There has to be something that, that kind of gets, you know, when you're down and don't want to go, what is that thing that motivates you to get your ass in gear? That's a you great know, at point. Least get it in. You really hit it from a uh, a very deep perspective. Like dig deep, find your why. Deep, find your why. Find your why. What's your why? Your why. You already kind of said your why. My why. Your I kids. Bunch, you know, being active. Bunch of whys. Ultimately, my kids would be like my main my main why. That's dope. Yeah. I don't I have I kids. I want to be able to do stuff when they're older. I want to. I want to still be able to throw, play. Hopefully, I, I would love to be able to hit my kid, you know, grounders and throw him BP, you know, through high school and stuff, and assuming he plays Smoke baseball. Smoke grounders at him. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just for all those years that he didn't allow me to sleep, I mean, there's definitely going to be payback. Yeah. I hope he wears a cup. <laughs> so for me, basically, uh, other than just wanting to be like a jacked dude, I want to be a jacked old dude. Jacked old dude. Who still snowboards and does like, like badass stuff, yeah. like stuff do stuff better than twenty year olds when I'm eighty. That that also is another, another one of mine as well. Like I would love to play baseball in a summer league with college kids and still be competitive. Competitive into my forties, which is possible. Savage. It, I mean, longer would be greater. The other thing, too, is like we talked about before, is, is being able to go. I can't afford to go on any hunts out west right now, but hopefully, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, if I start saving two pennies a day, I'll be able to go out west, and I don't want my physical condition to limit me from doing that because I can't do it now. 
Yeah, and that and that, that's know? another good reason. Like, get your finances straight, and when they are straight, make sure you're physically G to G. I don't want that to be the reason why I can't go do that. That would be shitty. That would be terrible. Yeah, I terrible. wouldn't want that either. Uh, next question. Next question, number five or six. Something. One. What are good workouts for climbers? Good workouts for climbers. Well, neither of us can really speak <clears throat> to the experience of this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say pull-ups, chin-ups. Yeah, I mean, uh, your, your body management skills, you know, strength in accordance to your body weight. So that's huge. Like you said, with the pull-ups and the chin-ups and things like that, grip work is key. Um, but not only just the grip work, doing the opposing, you know, you're, so with, with climbing, most of your grip work is what? Your fingers, where your fingertip strength, where you're grabbing onto wall, rock formation. Crevices. Crevasses. Yeah, good work. So by doing that so much, we want to make sure that we strengthen the other way as well. True. And I, it's more of a, more of a, uh, you know, precautionary thing for down the road so you don't have issues. I was actually doing my uh, usual daily scroll of Instagram uh, after I got home from work, and uh, I had somebody send me a cool Insta video of this person working out, and she was a climber. Mm -hmm. She was doing dips, and then after she, uh, you know, she'd go down and then she'd press up, and as she pressed up, she actually lifted one knee as high as she could, basically almost to her shoulder, to one side. It's like when you do like uh, leg raises to mm -hmm. each side from a hanging position. She was doing that, but from a dip position. I gotcha. And then raise yeah, one leg. Get over the top of the edge of a cliff or something like that. It would emulate. I mean, you got you got to be flexible. So yeah, your flexibility in order to get to certain positions. It's not like working on a climbing wall where hands and feet positions are basically laid out for you. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to reach a little further with, with a leg or a little higher mm -hmm. than, you know, what you have, what you would think. Um, but core is huge too, because you're going to be, you know, in a lot of awkward positions where if the middle of your body is weak, you're falling. So that's, that's, that's free fall also. Yes. So a lot of back, a lot of fingertip, a lot of core, a lot of flexibility, and just overall, you know, strength. You know, be strong in accordance to what your body weight is. Pound for pound, you need to be strong for your body weight. Very good. Very good. Next question. Next. What's the, emo what's the most annoying thing you see when you're hunting? What's the most annoying thing? And I think... This could be from a uh, uh, another hunter or from just a just a general perspective. What's the most annoying thing? The most annoying thing that happens to me is, you know, where I where I currently hunt, it's private. Private land is one of the places that I go to, and the private land that I hunt, there are other property owners that surround that property, and. When you have, and this probably could happen, you know, public land also, but when you have other hunters that don't respect you and the property that you hunt, that is the most annoying thing ever. And the, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, there's people that, it's private property, but there's people that trespass all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... You know, if we, we are putting, um, you know, like feed or nutrients and things like that out for the deer, you know, we're trying to take care of the herd as best as we can. And then if people are trespassing, you know, they're, they're messing with our mojo. And, I mean, there's probably poachers. I know there are poachers in the area, uh, but if they're coming up and shooting deer legally and things like that, I mean, you know, the things that you're doing for that land, you're managing the property, you're taking care of the land, and then people just don't give an F, walk all over it, ride their four-wheelers all over it. Yeah, that's annoying. It's not their property, you know? Yeah. And part of that with the, dis the disrespect and the lack of respect to, to property owners, you know, and other hunters, another thing that happens regularly, and this makes my blood boil, 
And again, you know, the properties are, uh, you know, next to each other. But if, if you're hunting and, you know, neighbors or somebody on the adjoining property just starts ripping up and down on their four-wheelers or if they're coming out of the woods, you know, and it's middle of the day or middle of the afternoon and they're just talking and laughing and yelling. It's loud enough that you can hear them from a distance. That's annoying. Like, come on. Just walk walk out of there as quietly as you would walking in in the morning. And then you can chat it up and bullshit about, you know, how many squirrels you saw and, uh, you know, yeah, whatever. That's just, so just, it's, that's just a like, pet peeve. I mean, just kind of like dick adjacent landowners. Just, I mean, like I said, you know, respect it how you'd want others to respect you. You know, I, I wouldn't get out and start talking or calling somebody on my phone and talking out loud as I'm walking out, knowing that there's somebody hunting the next property. I wouldn't want to affect, you know, anything that would screw up their hunt. Yeah. So just Because yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Yeah, I could imagine like, you know, like hiking down a trail and like screaming like a banshee. Yeah. I will say that when we were in Alaska, we did make a lot of noise on purpose because... That's for bears. I don't want to roll up on a bear or a moose. That's terrifying. I'm not doing that. I'm blasting music. We're doing that. That's different. So if you're in Alaska and and you're hunting and you hear some hikers and you're on public land, I think that you probably... Public land, you can expect that. Yeah. Like a, a little bit more private... Like yeah, I said, you think you think it would be more private and that you wouldn't run into stuff like that, but it does happen, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Next Res- respect, question. Respect the others like you want the to others. be respected. I love it. Next one. Next. What's the most annoying stuff you see when you're hiking? I'll take this one. <laughs> please, take this please one. do. So, oh, man, this one's... Huh. So... A lot of times, I'll hike, and I'll be with a group of people, and or, you know, whatever, whether I'm not or am. I will hike past a number of people, or one person, that is just blatantly unprepared for a hike. I'm talking not only, like, lack of, like, fluids, but just absolutely inappropriate attire for hiking outside and a lot of this happens in uh shenandoah national park uh where me and my girlfriend really really love to hike and i think that is because it's so close to a large metropolitan area of dc mm-hmm. you know it's only like it's only probably like 65 70 miles from the city so you get a lot of the city folk which i think is great that that People in urban areas are want to get outside and they want to get into a natural area. That's great. But a huge problem that I have is if you're going to go out, don't wear, like, Gucci sandals. <laughs> don't wear that. It's not a rap video yeah. in the mountains, people. I, uh, for God's sakes. It's not, it's literally like these people dress to go to like the club and like, and I know why they're doing it. They want to go to the pinnacle of the hike. They want to go to the top of the hike and they want to look fly and take a picture for the gram. 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 And I understand that you want to look fly for the gram and you want to get your likes. You want to give your people what they want to see. You want to give the followers what they want. And I get that. That's totally fine. Take those clothes in a bag. But dude, yeah, like seriously, because what's going to happen is you're going to hurt yourself. If you're on a rock scramble and you're in freaking flip-flops or you're in sandals and you like crush your foot or you like could seriously like break your ankle or something like that if you don't have the appropriate support on, people like us are going to be the ones who roll up on you and are now obligated Literally obligated, because you're just a bad person if you don't, to help you. And you're totally going to ruin the time. You're, you're going to ruin your day, obviously, and you're going to ruin mine. And it's going to piss me off. Don't wear flip-flops. Don't wear that. It's very annoying. And, like, your Prada bag, it looks good, you know, when you're walking down the street. But, like, just bring a backpack. 
be prepared. Unpreparedness. That's the stuff that really, really annoys me and if, when I'm hiking. You know, maybe maybe you could say they don't know any better, but lack of preparation by, you know, looking into or researching what you're going to do is laziness. Yeah, it's laziness and ignorance because, like, it... I understand that there are a lot of people that don't like regularly get out and do field work or hunters or go outside or go in these natural places like like the wilderness areas. Ignorance is not bliss. Kevin. It's not bliss. It's no. going to end up effing you up. <laughs> yeah. And somebody is going to be responsible for getting you to safety and getting you, you know, mm-hmm. fixed and like yeah. it just it's not only just that, but ridiculous. If if you're coming up on somebody that's in a bad position, you know if they're hurt or in a you know where you need, there might be a possibility of you putting yourself in harm's way to help somebody else too, and that danger can be you know even more dangerous to to everybody else around. I mean, it could put other yeah. people in dangerous situations that doesn't need to happen. If, yeah, and if another you're one prepared. Another one. Go for it. If you take something into the woods or wherever, really, take it out with you. There are no trash cans. There are no recycling bins out there. Do not use public lands, or really, you shouldn't use your own private land, as a dump. Yeah. Like, there are so many times on so many beautiful hikes that are, you know, well published on social media that everybody now wants to go to, which I think is a good thing for the most part, uh, because it gives a connection for those people and they say, hey, we know that area, we don't th- want that area commercialized or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, built on or anything like that. Don't trash it. It's not hard. Yeah. It I is mean, not hard. That's one thing I don't understand. I, I it, it has always been so perplexing to me because... Number one, I hate picking up trash. I despise it, especially outside. Because, you know, as much as I am outside and I get dirty and I work in mine drainage, so, like, that's pretty gross. But, like, I'm kind of a germaphobe. And I don't want your half-drank Gatorade bottle sitting out there. Or your cigarette butts. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Somebody gets to the top of a hike and... You know, Joey, how you doing? Wants a smoke. I don't want that. Like, if you're going to smoke, smoke. Like, whatever. Like, do it. Fine. Put your butt in your pocket. Put your butt in an empty bottle that you're not going to throw out on the ground and just put it in your bag. Yeah. How hard is that? Not hard. Not Not, hard. Not a hard thing. Very annoying when people trash public lands. Don't do it. If you do do it, you're trash. You are. There's nothing more than that. You're trash. I hope you get kicked in the nuts by a donkey. Yeah, honestly, I... I hope you get caught. I hope you get caught. And I hope you get a fat fine. Like, more than you can afford. Anyway. Next. You got hot. Yeah, that, that really riles me up. Whew. How does Ben... Prepare his meats, which is an interesting kind of phrased question. But you're, you know, when you do harvest a deer, uh, how do you prepare that? Man. Well, it, how do I prepare it? Multiple ways I'd like to eat it. Uh, or do you think I should go with what's my favorite way? The or, prep. I think this is a good plug for that reload stuff you well, use. I, I was just going to say that. Yo, reload. Cut the check. <laughs> Don't say that. Honestly, like with with uh, with meat, like usually um, I'm using spice every time I cook it, and I do use Reload Rub like automatically every time. Stop saying that. Uh, but they, their stuff is awesome. Um, but you want to find a spice that that uh, that you like. They have a spicy, a smoky, sweet, and just a general delicious flavored rub as well just in case you were wondering um but uh yeah i i i use rub and spices every time i make whether it's steak uh whether we're browning you know ground venison um 
that's all I usually I usually get it cut into steaks or uh, or ground meat. So, so you usually won't like fillet it yourself. You'll you'll take it to a butcher. Yeah, I because we live in town, it's kind of an awkward yeah. situation. <laughs> like, I mean, cut they, it do it out in front, right on the street in town. <laughs> I don't know if, if many people would be happy about that. Uh, but no, I, I just don't have the uh, the place to do it at my house, so it's much easier to take it to the butcher. Uh, I take mine locally to a, a kid that I coached. His family has a, a butcher shop, so we always take our, our meat there and get some different stuff made. Um, besides doing the steaks and the ground meat, one thing I do get every time is venison bacon, which Ooh. is... Never had it. Sounds oh my really good. God. It is by far the greatest meat concoction ever known to man, ever. So is it? It's it's basically it's the same not, premise it's as like really, pork bacon. No, it's not really bacon. I think what they do is they take, they do. It's a combination of venison and pork. I think what they do is they make it into a meatloaf. They like press it and then thinly slice the meatloaf into the strips, and then you have your bacon. That sounds incredible. Oh my god, it's so good. What so kind good. of uh, oh, God. what kind of like, you know, what kind of veggies do you put in there? What's a good like accessory? Man, I well, I really love Brussels sprouts, um, and I usually season them too with with one of the the spice the reload spices that I have. Um, I do those sometimes. I do them with just garlic, like garlic or garlic salt. Mm. Um, asparagus, I like. I, I like love asparagus. asparagus. Oh yeah. Um, or broccoli. I mean, it just depends on, on what we have. I, I get a lot of steamer bags of vegetables and then we get some fresh stuff too and kind of mix it up, mix and match. But usually whenever we're eating, it's, it's usually some sort of vegetable, whether it's the, the bee sprouts, asparagus or uh, mixed veggies and then whatever meat stuff we're making <clears throat> from the, uh, the venison as well. That sounds delectable. My dad has got a childhood friend who prepares incredible venison absolutely incredible and it is delectable you know i told you that i was going to make those jalapeno poppers and i have yet to do that since i know since I we talk. actually did talk about I that i owe you and that those are my those favorite things, things so to make. good oh gosh if you if you have venison and you like if you like jalapenos the poppers are the way to go I feel like what even if, if you don't like jalapenos, you probably use like a sweet pepper or oh, something man. like that. Yeah, you could totally substitute. I mean, if you like bacon and you like, just, you like them no matter what. Yeah. You, if you eat meat, you will like this. It is cubes of venison with your seasoning reload, a skosh of cream cheese. Is that like a little less a than a skosh. dollar? Uh, yes, much okay. less. Okay. Actually, you cut your your onions into like little triangles, and it's whatever you can fit on the little onion. Hmm. So like a just a little boop, boop like that, like a little and that's little, little dab, like a boop, little dab on the onion. Then you go onion on top of cubed venison steak. Then you take your jalapeno coin that you've pre-cut coin on top of said onion. It's like then, the size of a silver dollar. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I, I take whatever jalapeno, like fresh jalapenos they have. So sometimes a little smaller, sometimes a little bigger. So you have your, your cube steak, onion with your creme cheese, mm-hmm. jalapeno on top. Okay. And then you have your package of thinly sliced bacon. You cut the strips in half. You take half strip. And you take it and envelope your little meat mixture into the inside, overlaying one flap of the bacon on top, other one on top of the other, with a toothpick down through everything. It's almost like a kebab. Bing, bang, boom. A little kebab on a toothpick. Then you cook those bad boys up, and oh my god. That sounds really good. It, it is really good. I, I need to do it, need to make it, and I'll bring in some. Yes, and we will give you, uh, not live coverage, but... We'll eat it while we're talking. I, I would like you to discuss live what feelings you have. I have a when, lot of taste buds, too. When the, when your first venison jalapeno popper goes into your mouth. 
Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to comment. We're going to have to do that. Maybe We're next time. Next time. We should. We should. I should right. try to make it well, next time. let's do it. Anyway, reload. Just saying reload. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them to cut the check, but... No, don't do that. All right, fine. But I, I, even if they don't, and they won't, and I'm not asking them to, I will continue to buy from them forever because they are absolutely... Did you see my Instagram the other day? I did. Dude sends out a handwritten note, a thank you note for wow. ordering from them. Wow. Yeah. Who That's does good that service. anymore? You know who else does? I mean, it's another hunting... Well, they're not hunting, but... Uh, Bowhunter Box Club, man. Jason, the, the owner... For the first, um, uh, probably until he started getting overwhelmed with orders, uh, but for the first like six, seven months, handwritten thank yous incredible. in every box. That's incredible. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. Jason, not going to tell you to cut the check, but. <laughs> nah. Maybe you should nah. do it anyway. But yeah, back to the reload stuff. One other reason why I like them, dude, there's no MSG. There's no sugar. It's all natural stuff. There's no fillers, nothing. And it wow. tastes fantastic. That's rare. Delightful spices from the heavens. What a good wow. You make it sound really, really good. Uh, so I hope it's it I is. hope it's good. It is. I and we'll back it up with the jalapeno poppers. Fantastic. Well, that concludes our questions and our answers. Uh, see you know, yeah. subsequently. Uh, but I know that you would like to venture down a little bit of a rant. Kind yeah. of a, you got a little something on your chest that you want to get off into the airwaves. And I, I, uh, I totally agree with you on this. So this is not going to be a debate. This well, will not be a debate. This is us in agreement. Please take it away. And let's, let's try not to make this super long. Because if we do, it can will, be. my blood we pressure be. will continue to grow. And then I also won't be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. But. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. And th- this is only one small piece to my whole anger. But it is what it is. So. And the reason why this came up is because recently here at the gym, every year we do a couple different, you know, contests or competitions. And in the summer, uh, because most of the contests all involve, you know, weight loss or getting into shape, I like to do something for, you know, other people that, you know, not everybody that comes to the gym is necessarily looking for weight loss and getting into shape. I mean, we have people that are in pretty dang good shape. I'm sorry, uh, that you're not that, trying to lose weight. <laughs> no, yeah, you're trying to get stronger. And, and, and you know, like anybody else that who, who maybe their main goal is strength, I mean, um, you know, this, these type of contests are a good way to see progress, uh, to see where you've come since you've started, or even just to kind of, you know, let other people see the hard work that you put in uh, when when you're doing uh, different types of lifts. I mean, most of that stuff gets pushed to the wayside in a gym like this because, again, we're, you know, usually the, the big thing is after New Year's, everybody comes in, they join, they want a new life, weight loss. Yep. It this that kind of just takes over the focus. So and not a knock on this gym. It's, no, this no. is everywhere. This no, is a yeah. lot of different places. A lot of places just don't really, you know, do anything for the other, the other crowd that kind of comes in. Um, so we run a a meathead Olympics contest. Um, it's not really anything to do with meathead. Per se, but it's just a funny. Term. Yeah, and it, it makes a good T-shirt, really. So it's more or less just a, you know, an exercise. I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. See like, what you can do. Just it's like a, a gym challenge. Yeah. You know, for people that are not looking for weight loss, like the rest of the people, the rest of the members. Um, and you know, our contest has a combination of you know, there's some some cardiovascular stuff in there. There's some endurance stuff in there. And then there's some strength stuff in there too. Um, And we try to make it a good variety of each so that, you know, one type of person can't just, you know, crush everybody else. You know, we try to make it... Try to make it fair for everybody. It's like Um, if you get Jay Klinger in it, like he's winning. Yeah. Like it's got to be almost like body relative. Yes. Yeah. And relative strength is one of the... The big things in it because there's guys you know like him per se he's, he's 285 and an absolute monster and yoked 
And, uh, you know, for example, if, if we were just going to, you know, do a bench press challenge and it was whoever could do the most weight, I guarantee you he's going to be, you know, at the he's going to be guy. up there. Yeah. So for Joe, well, for, for Gavin Pelletieri, who benches, I got we'll say. I almost got 270 up today. 270 at a weight of. 165. 165 compared to Jake Klinger. 285 who benches for you know 465 he really benches uh, 465 yeah dude he's a hoss that's incredible well i'm not sure if that's what his max is but we we uh like you're he's, he's over in the fours for low reps yeah I, honestly like it doesn't even matter to me what weight you are if you're doing over four, four bills that's, that's impressive. impressive yeah it's impressive yeah regardless um but, you know, bigger, bigger, heavier guys, bigger, stronger, heavier guys are going to put up more weight. Yeah. But if you weigh a lot and, you know, if you're 300 pounds and you only put up 400 pounds compared to somebody who's 160 that's putting up 300 pounds, you know, that, that guy uh, relative to his body weight is actually, you know, absolute strength-wise, he's a little bit stronger. And and we tried to set up some events that would reward guys like that, uh, but also some events that would reward the bigger guys that do do a lot of weight as well. Do do. Do do a lot of weight as well. Uh, but so anyways, contest, we're trying to get people to jump in, and we, we have the regulars that are going to do it this year. And then there's, uh, you know, a group of people that are kind of on the fence, and, you know, just talking to, talking to some clients and talking to some of the other gym members and things like that and trying to, to find out, you know, is there something different that, that we could do that might interest you to jump in? Because the more people that would be in it would be, it's more fun the more people we have. Yeah. Um, and the more people we have, there's more intercompetition amongst, you know, the people that are competing Which versus is really like five people. And this is really the crux, I think, of your argument. Is the com- competition yes. part of it? Yeah, uh, and I this isn't just one person because multiple people said the same thing, mm-hmm. and the the repetitive reason why is I don't want to do it because I'm not gonna win. <laughs> like, why do you get out of bed in the morning then? I'm not gonna do it because I'm not gonna win. You're not gonna know that. What? Attitude. The fuck? Pardon my French. <laughs> like that's the first time that's been said. But it is. We might have. To, we might have to bleep that out. Yeah. It's a freaking competition, but it's it's not. Uh, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm already starting to get hot. I'm sweating right now. My palms are sweating. Yeah, it's also really muggy in here. It is. But okay, yes, it's a competition, but really, you're competing against yourself. You're seeing. What you can do now, you know, from that moving forward, what do you want to do? If you participated last year, what did you do last year? And did you do more this year to show if you've made any progress? Yeah. And this, I think this speaks to like, just a kind of a societal issue right now. And like, I don't want to do it. I know I'm going to lose and you know, I'm not going to get the accolades. And it's like, I feel like a lot of times it's people who are afraid to compete against themselves. Yeah. It's not really everybody else. I think, you know, you're right. I think there is probably some underlying stuff. Maybe, maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe, maybe you're embarrassed for other people to see, you know, what you were able to do. Maybe that's an issue. I don't know. I don't know. But don't, don't sit here and tell me that you're not going to do something because You've already declared that you're not going to win. What is winning when you're participating in a competition? Well, I mean, to that point, I, I think it depends on what competition, but this isn't even one of those things that it's like, dude, this is not like a, a <laughs> like a personal measuring contest just because, you know, you bench more than I do, Ben. Like, just because you can, that doesn't make you, like... A better person no and like that I think that's like a, a big problem with people who are reluctant to even go to the gym is because they're afraid that you know they're gonna look down upon 
by the people who have already been established. And if that's happening to you, and you're going to a gym where that's the kind of environment, get out of that gym. Yeah, maybe like, that's don't not the go right there. place to be. Yeah. Like, do not go there. And if that's the only place you can be, then tell them to shut the hell up. Yeah. It's the house of gains. The house we're of all gains. here. Yeah. We're all here. We're, we're breaking and, bread over iron. You know, and the other thing, too, is, like, you don't know what is going on in some person's body or head. Don't judge somebody else based on what they're doing, how much they're doing. Like, all, all the time there's certain people that have, you know, some underlying things that maybe people don't even know about, and you're judging them because they're doing something differently or lighter or, you know, whatever that case may be. You don't know. Don't, no, just don't, don't focus on it. Focus on yourself. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to somebody who's a uh, Bloom Health and Fitness uh, staff member, Jared. J-Rod. J-Rod is an absolute angel when it comes to complimenting people and building people's uh, enthusiasm and confidence when they go to the gym. He is going to be a great trainer uh, you know, for however long he decides to be in this profession because the dude, like... Seriously, you'll never get around somebody who's, who will literally see you do a workout and has seen you do a workout before and is just like, dude, I've noticed that you, you know, you've really been working hard, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing a great job. That stuff builds people up, man. Not builds just people that. up. Not just that, but like specifically with him and some of the other good trainers, like, you know how we're talking about if you don't feel like working out and going to the gym that type of person if you see them or come in contact with them like on the way or there you're going to work out and you're going to do well because that those oh, type yeah. of people freaking pick you up whether they're trying to do it or not it's yeah, they're like an infectious personality yeah infectious. i totally agreed and if you got if you got energy vampires in your gym get out Seriously, find a better place. Go work out in your home because, like, that's not the place to go. Yeah. It's not cool, man. Like, I haven't seen... I really... Like, this is a great place to go where we're at, and uh, there really aren't... I don't know of anybody, really, at the gym, at the gym that we go to, that is, like, kind of a douche about, like, judging people or, or, or doing a lot, a whole lot of that stuff. We're yeah, in a pretty luckily, good environment, so we're lucky in Luckily, that we don't have that too much um, now, but... And, and again, like, if you're facing that, recognize that that is not everywhere and that that's something wrong with them. That is not you. Get after it in any way that you can uh, because it's going to make you a better person. It really is. I, I, I really believe that. And I think that uh, that's a, a big reason as to why, you know, I continue to come back here uh, is that it's, you know, the equipment's pretty good. But... The people are really good, mm-hmm. really, really good people, and they, you know, it's it's easy to come into the gym and say what's up to everybody you know, and and talk about the stuff that you're doing after you get done working out, and it builds you up, physically, mentally, emotionally, metaphysically, metaphysically, it's great stuff. We certainly have a good family atmosphere, which is definitely something that you want to look for, you know, wherever it is that you go, uh, whether it's a you know a chain or a CrossFit or a you know, a small garage gym. You know, you definitely want to feel comfortable where you're going. Enjoy the people that are there. Because if you don't enjoy the people that are there, then that's definitely going to make it harder to, you know, ignite the flame for you to get your butt there on the days that you don't want to go. Um, but, yeah, with the whole, I don't want to part, I don't want to try because I know I'm going to lose. That whole thing, like, dog shit. Yeah, it is. It dog really is. Dog shit. And now, like, like, in, in, any situation where there's competition, yes, I mean it. You're you're playing to win, but not everybody that runs a five k. If there's five hundred people, not everybody that runs it expects to win the damn race. No doubt, no doubt. Like you're running against your previous times, or you're running against your group of buddies that are all in the same, you know, the same times. I've never won a five k or anything like that in my life, and I've probably ran about two hundred, really? maybe maybe more. It's a lot but of miles. When I was doing a lot of the local 
you know, 5Ks here when I was a little bit younger, there was always the same three guys that were in and out of the top three. And when I would get to certain races, because after a while I kind of figured out, you know, who they were. Yeah. And and I would just kind of scout it out when they were there. And if I didn't see one, I was like, shit, I got a chance today. Not to win the, the race, <laughs> but to place in my age group. Yeah, you know? yeah, So yeah. You, end up, you end up competing against other people. No, you're not winning the whole entire thing but you're competing against a group of other people you know it's like a sub a sub race within the within the the uh you know the large race in its entirety and you're just you're trying to beat your time from before or you're just trying to get cardio in for the day or you're trying to you know an event event like that you're going to push yourself harder than what you would if you're just running on your own it's yeah it's like and it comes down to like you're everybody's got their own stuff going on and I think ultimately like for the most part you know there are there are exceptions there are people who just absolutely exude confidence whether they win or lose and they're just like that Derek Jeter type mentality mm-hmm. uh, you know recognizing that they're going to fail a ton of times but they still put forth the same or greater effort uh, the next time yeah you, and you fail and you move on and you get better from it and you get better and and I think that for the most part, we're, we are all our own biggest enemies. And for a lot of people, it's just getting over themselves in the fact that uh, a lot of times just the, the kind of the fallacy around, uh, you know, I'm going to go here and people are going to judge me. And it's based off people's insecurities that they are not able to either compete or actually step foot in in uh in a, in a gym or, or try and do recreational stuff or or they might think that they're too far gone to do that or too old to do that and that's garbage man i understand that there are certain cases where you have limitations mm-hmm. but for the most part there's not too much of it there are not too many good excuses to not be active yeah there, there is something for everybody Every, every level, every person, there's something for you to do. But all, overall, don't ever, ever use, well, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Do not use that as an excuse, please. Like, we're all going to lose. If you don't want to do it, just say, I'm not interested in doing it. Or, you know, maybe my knee's been bugging me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I can't make it for a lot of the times because I have family s- stuff coming up. Yeah, what, no, what, don't make that shit up. Yeah, no, I mean, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but don't don't use the bullshit excuse of I'm not gonna win, so I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, because that is just that's sad. That's like just self so self deprecating, and you're you've already lost. Yeah. You know, as soon as you say something like that, you've lost. Dude. Yeah, I mean, but... Just that there's shit that you can get out of stuff that you don't even know that you're going to get out of it until it happens. Yeah, exactly. A and lot of times. You know, there's like the, the, the little circle, and then there's that dot out way outside the circle, and that is like, that's where life is. That outside of that circle of comfort. That mm. big circle is comfort zone. Yeah. And then there's the dot. Outside that circle. You, you don't have and to that's where live. the magic happens. Yeah, you don't have to live out there, but get out there. A get out bit. there. Test Come the on. waters. Come and dip the toes in. Dip the toes in. Check the temp. Check the temp. Good Lord. Yes. All right. Without, without going further, I feel better getting it off the chest. Yeah. Do you feel better? I feel better. I feel better. I think that was, uh, that was very enlightening. And I hope that whoever is listening... If you're struggling or if you're, uh, you know, you've got some stuff going on and in terms of anything really going on in your life, I really think that, you know, crushing some weights or exercise or going on a run or, you know, going to the CrossFit gym, whatever you're doing, I, I don't care. As long as it's active, I think it's going to help you a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to you're gonna get something positive out of it other than, you know, definitely from a physical sense but i think also from just a confidence sense yeah. and an emotional sense because and on top of that you never know who's watching you and i'm talking like one example if you have little people 
you know, little minis, they're always watching you. You got offspring, man? Yeah. Always. They're, they want to emulate, if they, emulate if you. If they see you decide not to do something, they, you know, they see that, they learn from it. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's other people in your inner circles that you may not know it, but they may look up to you. Yeah. You know, you, you might inspire other people that may be in a similar situation or worse than yourself. You know, and a lot of times you don't even know it. And that's great. I think this is a great place to sign off. Let's let's sign off. I'm done. We're done. You're done. I'm dropping this mic. <sighs> well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Probably next week. Yeah. With an impromptu subject. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to think about it. We're not really sure. Again, if you have ideas for subjects, help us out, man. Uh, call the hotline. We might 188-Benjamin... <laughs> Button. Button. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a hotline, we, so just you know, choose you know a text. We should, we should just do a random subject. Like, and I, this is this is a horrible one because I'm taking one that I heard from somebody else, but some of the pitchers from the Pirates did a podcast on their last meal. What would their last meal be? So wow. if, you, if we don't come up with a subject and you guys don't give us anything, Maybe you're going to get something like that. All right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally that's a, down. That's a threat. It's a threat. And you have to tell your friends about the podcast. If you're, if you're an, you know, if you're an active man podcast listener, and you know, you like what we have to say for the most part, tell your friends. Yeah. Text them. Text them. Do it. Oh. We'll know if you didn't. We'll know if you didn't. Exactly. All right. Signing off. Thanks. I'm giving the peace sign. You can't see it, but. <laughs>